Well, I have a, a great honor and a privilege to, to introduce uh, a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Reverend Keith, I could call him Pastor Keith too because he pastors a church in Thailand. And uh, they've been ministering in Thailand and uh, Myanmar and in Vietnam and Lagos. All of, uh, they've been ministering over for 32 years. They've been there. And uh, being a tremendous blessing, God is just doing great things, and God has just done some supernatural things this past year, uh, is opened up a door for them to actually purchase property, and they're in a phase of doing it, their church has been raising and doing, and so before he comes, I want to show this video, it's only four minutes long, and then we're just going to turn him loose and let him minister to you and share with you, uh, because he's a tremendous teacher, like I said, he has, he has Raymond Tyler in there, and Raymond, and it's, it's, it's college and, and what they do and all over, plus in, in Myanmar, which used to be Burma. And uh, uh, God's just using them across that part of the world, and it's such a blessing uh, to, to see that. And uh, um, I was so blessed to get to meet him in 2004, I think. That's the first time I met you. And uh, it was such a blessing. And to see what God was doing then. But now I just love that. I know we know what all happened to us in 2021. And it's happened to them in 2023. And so, praise God, I'm going to let them roll that. And then uh, we'll just turn him loose. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go ahead, guys. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Only 2.1% of the combined population of Vietnam, Myanmar, Thailand, Laos, and Cambodia know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That leaves over 224 million who need to hear the gospel and need a church. There's a great need to continue to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, to win the lost, make disciples, train leaders, and plant churches. For the past 32 years, Keith and Sharon Higginbotham have worked in Southeast Asia to win the lost, train leaders, and plant new churches. They are the directors of Rama Bible Training College in Bangkok, Thailand, and oversee four Bible schools in Thailand and one in Myanmar. Keith and Sharon have a vision to see the people of Southeast Asia give their lives to Jesus and more churches started. Through the Bible schools, Keith and Sharon are training ministers of the gospel to go out and win the lost, make disciples, and plant new churches. Our graduates are preaching the gospel, making disciples, and planting churches. Some of the churches that have been planted include...
So far, our graduates have started over 90 churches in five nations and are continuing to plant new churches. Keith and Sharon began building Impact Asia Ministry Center in May 2023. The Impact Asia Ministry Center will be used for the main campus of Rama Bible Training College, Bangkok, where we will continue training more leaders from Thailand and Myanmar. Impact Asia Ministry Center will also be used for our Southeast Asia Church Planting Center, our Established Life Foundation Office, and the Rama Bible Church Bangkok home. Through the Impact Asia Ministry Center, we will continue raising more disciples and training more leaders and pastors to continue reaping the harvest and planting more churches. We invite you to join Keith and Sharon to reach Southeast Asia. You can join Keith and Sharon through your prayers and sowing a financial seed to help complete the Impact Asia Ministry Center construction. An additional $920,000 is needed to complete Phase 2. After Phase 2, we will move into the building and use the facility while completing Phase 3. We are asking individuals and churches to consider sowing a seed of $3,000 to complete Phase 2. Please consider partnering with Keith and Sharon to reach Southeast Asia for Jesus. For more information, email Keith and Sharon at office at asiamissions.org or scan the QR code in this video. Well, God is good. Amen. God is good. God's always got a plan, and uh, He just wants to do great and wonderful things all around the world. And we just want to thank all of you for being a part of what you're doing, allowing us to represent you in Thailand and Southeast Asia and what God is doing over there. You know, we see it as we are a team working together with the body of Christ, and uh, we're the part that's over there. You're the part that's here. But uh, we're all working together to expand the kingdom of God around the world. And, yes, and we just thank thankful for people like you and churches like you that have a heart to, to reach the lost and reach out around the world as well. And uh, you are a part of that. That's your seed. That's your harvest. It's yeah. taking place for you also. Yeah. It's not just us. Yeah. Sharon and I, it's all of us. And so we are excited about our building. Uh, actually, the land was donated to us at one point, about $1.2 million and, uh, is, is the value of the land. And one of, one of the businessmen there in the city wanted to, to help us and support us and believe in what we're doing and had that piece of land, and he just gave it to us. And then uh, we started raising, raising money since uh, September of last year. We launched a fundraising project, and uh, our church members have... I just got a, an update on the report about two days ago, $432,000 they've raised already since last September. And so, the, and so we've hired a Christian company, a building company to build, and they're moving forward quickly and uh, much, quick, much quicker than they anticipated, which we're thankful for that. Uh, but the money's got to come in much quicker also. <laughs> and so we're thankful for that too. So, so believe with us. And uh, the building will be about 34,000 square feet, and the sanctuary will, will hold initially uh, 500 uh, people, and uh, it can expand up to 1,000 uh, in, in the future. And uh, we, uh, we are believing when we move into that building, it will, it will be full. 
And uh, we have a, we've, 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 we've set a goal this year. We call it Arise and Build. We're going to build both naturally and spiritually. Building naturally is the Impact Asia Ministry Center. And building spiritually is expanding the kingdom of God, uh, reaching people's lives, people being saved and discipled. And so we set a goal and a target of 200 people added to the church today or this year. And I stress to our members, not 200 people saved, but 200 people in the chairs. Coming to church. Yeah. Amen. And so we've really gotten serious this year. We've divided that 200 up among different departments of the, uh, within the church. And, but in the area where the church is, uh, it's, uh, we're, we're targeting, our goal is 100 people to be saved in that area. And then there are also lots of Christians in that area. We have members who live in that area already. In fact, we have people beginning to move out into that area. You know, it's funny. I asked, asked some of our members who have been Christians for a long time, you think it's too far out there, you know, where the people go? He said, oh, no, they'll, they'll start buying homes out there. They'll move out there. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, one guy already built a home out there and others are looking. But anyway, uh, uh, there are members who are out there, they have... Uh, they, they know lots of Christians in that area who just aren't going to church anymore. They've been hurt. They've been or just you know, moved in that area and haven't found the church. And so we're targeting those guys. We know, we know where some bunch of them are, and those who are there probably know where others are. And so uh, we started uh, June 18. We had our first service. We, we rented a facility out there near the property where we're building. And it's just starting to have a Sunday afternoon service out there. And uh, so we've had three people saved. We've had two baptized in the Holy Spirit. And about 15 of those who are Christian have already begun to come as well. And so believe with us also for the 200. Amen. Amen. And if we add that 200 to what we already have, that, that room, will, will, uh, the sanctuary will be full. And so that's what we're believing for. We're, we're not just building a building, we're building a future. We're not just building a building, but we're building to expand the kingdom of God and use it for a center to reach out. And uh, we already are working in Thailand. We have uh, five Bible schools, that are, you know, the, the two-year Rama diploma program, uh, four in Thailand, two, uh, one in Myanmar. And we have a Bible college that we've opened up this year. We begin to offer a bachelor's degree in biblical studies. Uh, our goal is approximately two to three years. We're going to offer a master's in ministry as well. And just further continued education for the graduates, keep them growing and developing as well. And... Uh, and so it's, it's just a wonderful time. I tell you, it's, just, it's an exciting time. Uh, we have our first group of bachelor students in, you know, that are studying now, and uh, they are excited, and, uh, and uh, it's, it, everything's just going, going real well. God was faithful and blessed us through the COVID time, and, and we have no complaints. You know, we have to say it. Uh, God, God's just been good. And uh, we're, yeah, we're still alive, and everything's going well, and... and uh, but really, thank you for being a part, and we appreciate it. And we're, we're, our goal is to finish phase two by December. We're believing God we're going to celebrate, have our Christmas banquet in that new building on December 25. Amen. And so once we finish phase two, we can move into the bottom floor and, uh, and, and set everything up while we finish the second floor and the, and the third floor as well. And so the second floor is going to be all school. Library, Bible college, Bible school, and uh, and then the, th- the the top floor is all church, and the bottom floor is uh, is uh, children's ministry and uh, library, or actually to be the bookstore and kitchen and all that kind of stuff. So uh, everybody's excited about it. You know, our youth just had a fundraiser, a bowling event, uh, just over eight thousand dollars they raised. <laughs> One Sunday afternoon. 
Amen. I'm going to turn them loose on some more projects. I can tell you that already. <laughs> Amen. But, but, but they're, they're into it, you know. We, like, like the video said, we're encouraging people to pray and consider to give $3,000. So we've had about just over 50 of our church members already do that. Uh, we've had two, two businessmen in our church give 30000 each. One businessman in our church gave 90000 And so they're, they're, they're giving, you know. I, I, I teach them and I encourage them. You know, God will bring money from every direction, and we'll believe that. But why use your faith? To believe God will bless somebody halfway around the world. Amen. Amen. Use that faith that God will bless you. Amen. I mean, if you're going to use faith, use it for yourself also. You know? And so they are. We had one, one guy, uh, he, he started uh, playing the stock market a little bit, and he, he got pretty good at it, and he uh, resigned from his job, and that's what he does now. He, he, he plays the stock market, and he's making money. And, and uh, he made a decision. He prayed to God. He said, God, 100,000 baht, that's a lot, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to do it by faith, and I believe you'll provide Within about two or three days, he got a deal in the stock market. He made a million baht. And so he could, he could do that 100,000 baht easily. And 100,000 baht is about $3,000. So. so at any rate, God is good. And not, not only is God good, God is not limited. Yes, amen. amen. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. It doesn't matter what the devil does. We, have, we always have to remember, big God... Little devil. Amen. Now, if you're not careful of what you're feeding on and what you're watching, that'll get flipped around. All the stuff happening in the world today. You know, the Bible tells us the closer we get to the return of Jesus, things are going to get worse. The devil's going to be more active and all that stuff. But that, you know, we have to remember that God is also going to be active. God isn't taking a break. God isn't saying, well, you know, I don't know if we can do anything. The devil's working so hard. No, God's got a plan, and his plan is you. Yes, amen. Come on. That's right. Come on. Amen. amen. His plan is you. That's one reason why he chose to live inside of you. Amen. Come on. That's God is a great God. Yes. He's a mighty God, and he's in you. Yes. That means there's greatness inside of you. Amen. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. That, that, that was for every time, every season, all the time. It doesn't matter what the politicians do. It doesn't matter what this group does or that group does. It doesn't matter what's, what's taking place. God is still on the throne. And I want to read in the beginning of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. And this is God is not limited. He can still move. He can still reach the lost. The power of the gospel can still shine in the darkness and remove and dispel that darkness out of people's hearts. Nothing has changed where where God is concerned. And we must continue to remember that and focus on that. And in the world that we live in today and all that's happening in the world today, and uh, we just really need to keep our focus on God and keep reminding ourselves of these truths. It says here in verse 4, 1 John 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And it's a familiar scripture. We all know it. Amen. 
But we have to remember, we have to walk in the reality of this scripture more than ever today. Amen. He that is in you. Who is in you? God Almighty. The creator of heaven and earth. The one who, who spoke and the world came into being. Amen. The, the one who split the Red Sea. The one who opened blind eyes. Amen. The one who did miracle after miracle after miracle. The one who turned a heathen king around and turned a whole nation around by a miracle that he did for his servant. Amen. And so God is a mighty God. He's a powerful God. He's a miracle working God. He's a God who moves. He's alive today. And he has a plan. And his plan is to reach this world for Jesus Christ. And so he is in you. You've, and therefore, you have overcome them. So there's no need to be afraid of anything. Oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, sometimes we get afraid because we're feeding on the wrong things. Of course, we have to be aware. We have to stay informed so we know how to pray. We know what's going on. We don't want to bury our heads in the sand. But at the same time, we have to remember that, that, that we overcome. We are the church the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus said, I'll build my church, he's not talking about a building. He's talking about people. Church, the church is people. And he's, so he's building people strong, a strong church, so strong that the gates, the power of hell cannot prevail against the church. The gates of hell, the power of hell cannot stop the church. Amen. I mean, you think about in the times of Paul, he went through event series after time after time after time and uh, persecution after persecution after persecution, and they just could not stop him because the greater one was in him. Amen. Amen. And, and, And he always overcome. In the end, the gospel went forth. People were saved and healed, delivered, set free. And so the scripture tells us that you are of God. Amen. 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 I mean, who are we of? Amen. Well, I'm of this group. Or I'm of that group. No, you're of God. You're in God's group. Amen. God's group. And that's the winning group. Amen. That's the one that's going to be rejoicing and dancing around the throne in the end. Amen. And, uh, and so you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. It's, 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 it's written in the past tense. You've already overcome them. The victory is already yours. The victory is already won. There's battles that we face, but the victory is already won. 2 Corinthians 2.14 tells us that God, Paul said, but thanks be unto God. That's where we need to live today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Why? Because he always leads us in triumph. Always in triumph. Amen. And so the victory is there. And he'll lead us into that victory. That victory belongs to us. Amen. We're not fighting to get the victory. We already have the victory. God is leading us into that victory. If we'll trust him, follow him, obey him, then we'll walk right into victory. So he always leads us into victory. So that means the other side of leading is following. If we want to experience that victory, we have to follow the leading. Amen. Amen. It means we have to trust Him. Yes. Not trust what we see sometimes, 
not trust what we feel sometimes, not trust what some some are saying, trust Him. And sometimes, and really many times in the world we live in today, trusting Him is going against the grain with society. You'll be the odd man out. You'll be the one who looks strange to some. But it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter how we look. What matters is what we believe. And we believe Him. We believe He rose victorious. We believe He defeated the power of the enemy. We believe that we were made to sit together with Him at, Christ, at, God's, at God's right hand in Christ. Yes. Far above all principality and power, might, dominion, every name that is named. Amen. They are beneath our feet. Yes. We have authority. We have power. He's, 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 he's building a strong church. Yes. Amen. Amen. And so don't be moved by what's, by what's happening in the world today. Amen. Don't be moved. Be moved by the truth of God's Word. Amen. Be moved by the power of God who's, who's in you. Amen. And, and, and grab hold of this truth. Walk in this reality. Greater is he that's in you. That's right. Amen. Yes. Come on. Amen. For that reason, you overcome. You overcome them. Right. Who's them? Whoever, whoever, whoever it is. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, yeah, amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. amen. You, you, you overcome. Because the greater one is in you. You know, we see a, just a marvelous example of this in the church of Thessalonia. You know, it's an amazing story. Let, let's, look, let's, let's look in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We see this played out in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. And uh, let's begin reading in verse 1. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, those aren't just words that sound pretty to, 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 to open up a letter. Those words have meaning and power. He's, Paul's communicating something to the believers there, something that they need to hear because of the situation they are in. Yeah. And, and so it's not just words. This is the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father. You are in God, and He is a Father. He is not only your God, He is your Father. And as a Father, He cares for you. As a Father, He's going to take care of you. As a Father, He's going to watch, watch over you. But not, not only is He the Father, He is God. The God of all power. The God of miracles. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, He could have just said Jesus. He could have just said Lord. He could have just said Christ. So why did He say the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he is communicating something. And it's important for us to get a hold of this. Jesus is Lord. He is the master of our lives. And, and, we, and if we want to overcome, if we want to walk in that victory, we've got to yield our life to him. Amen. And if we're not yielding our life to him, who or what are we yielding it to? Come on. Amen. Amen. But when we yield our life to him, let him be Lord of our life, then he has a responsibility in our life to be Lord. Amen. And, uh, and it says, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus refers to his humanity. Reminding them that Jesus and all that he did while he was on this earth, he did it as a man. Just like you. Just like the Thessalonians. And Christ, the anointed one. Amen. The one whom God sent that had the anointing upon him. Amen. And now... That is upon us. But look in verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you 
in our prayers. Paul is always thanking God for them. Why? He's always praying for them. Why? As we look at this story, what we'll see is this. The Thessalonians were in a very difficult situation. They were in a, they were, they, they were, they were in a city that was severely persecuting Christians. I mean, if, if, if you look at the background, Paul received the vision to go to Macedonia. He went to Philippi. Philippi was where he preached the gospel. People got saved. He was arrested, beaten. His back was bleeding. He was put in chains and in prison. And we just sang about it a few minutes ago when they began to sing praises. The power of God moved. Set him free. Amen. You've overcome them. Paul overcame right there. Yeah, he faced challenges and trials and difficulties, but he overcome. We can't be afraid of the difficulties. We can't be afraid of the challenges. We can't be afraid of the persecution. We can't be afraid of what people will say. We have to go forth in the power of God, the power of the gospel. And so Paul was beaten severely. He was bleeding. And then he left there, Philippi, and then he went to Thessalonia, and he began to preach the gospel. Now, now you can imagine, you know, between Philippi and Thessalonia, I, I, I just don't imagine Paul's back was completely healed up by then. When he showed up in, 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 in um, Thessalonica, he was in bad shape. But he kept going. He kept preaching. And so the Thessalonians saw this. But while Paul is preaching in Thessalonia, great persecution came again. He had to flee. They, they ran him out. And then he went to Berea and started preaching the gospel. The, 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 the Jews in Thessalonia that persecuted Paul, when they heard that Paul was preaching in Berea, that same group went down to Berea and started causing Paul, Paul problems, started persecuting him there. And Paul left there. And then they went back to Thessalonia. Now, the reason I'm saying all this, these are the people and what they're doing to the Christians in Thessalonia. The people whom Paul is writing to. They are serious about stopping Christianity. They are serious about persecuting Christians. They're living in a very difficult time as Christians. So much so, these people persecuted Paul, ran him out, were willing to spend their own time, their own money, travel to another city and persecute him again. And then they come back to Thessalonica. What do you think? They thought, well, our job is done? No. No. They're still persecuting. And we'll see that in this passage of Scripture. And in the midst of that, the Thessalonians are preaching the gospel so much so that word spreads. The gospel goes out from them everywhere. Amen. They got a revelation. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. That they can overcome. And so in verse 2, he gives thanks. Uh, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God, uh, in the sight of our God and Father. And so in verse 3, it tells us one reason why Paul was thanking God for them. In the midst of that persecution, 
living among people who are so serious about persecuting the church, they, they, they continue to serve God. It says, your work of faith, your labor of love, and patience of hope in the Lord. They continue to serve God. They continue to preach the gospel. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we see this, you know, faith, love, and hope. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But we see here that faith, hope, and love is not just a biblical concept. It's not just a biblical doctrine. It's, it's, it's a virtue. It's a characteristic of the Christian's life. And, and here we see faith, hope, and love in action. Not just we have it, but what will it do in us? What action? What will that faith, hope, and love do through us? When we have faith, it says here, your work of faith. Their faith in Jesus. Their faith in the power of the gospel. Their faith in what God could do through them caused them to begin to put their hands to the plow, begin to do the work of the gospel, begin to preach the gospel, begin to reach out in faith. Amen. Their faith uh, had action to it. Amen. And then labor of love. They were motivated by love. They were so impacted by the love of God. The love of God came in them. The love of God flooded their hearts. They experienced God's love. And how much, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, God sacrificed it all because he loves us. And that love is in the Thessalonians. And that love is causing them to labor, to work hard to accomplish the goal. Amen. They're motivated by love. They're walking in faith. That faith is producing a work. And that love is motivating them. No matter what, people need to hear the gospel. And uh, I remember the first time I preached the gospel. And I just got a revelation of God's love for me in John 17. That that God loves me the same as he loves Jesus Christ. And and, and, oh, it just so excited me. And and God loves people. God wants people to be saved. People need to know Jesus like I know Jesus. And I got so excited and I wanted to preach the gospel. Didn't know how to do it. Never preached the gospel. I mean, I was was brand new. And uh, went to work one day and I heard this discussion in the next room. And it was a construction site. And uh, one of the guys, I saw him earlier, he had this big knife on his hip, you know. And uh, in the world I came out of, there's only one reason why you carry a big knife like that. And so I kind of had my suspicion about the guy. But at any rate, uh, the guy with the big knife is, is talking about he's afraid this other guy is going to come. He's telling his friend, I'm afraid this other guy is going to come kill me. And uh, something that happened, he's going to come kill me. So I thought, well, that's probably why he's carrying the big knife, protect himself. <laughs> And so I thought, oh, man, they need Jesus. But then my mind says, you know, I might get cut. <laughs> I'm serious. I thought, this, this could be dangerous. And, but I thought, I don't care. I don't care. Really, it was the love of God that motivated me. And I went in there, and I said, you need to know Jesus. I started preaching the gospel to them and, and tell them about Jesus. And they just looked at me like, What? You know, like, they couldn't believe I was doing that. Part of me couldn't believe I was doing it either. And, uh, but I just decided to step out in faith and let that love motivate me and tell, him, tell them about Jesus. And, uh, you know, I thought, I might get hurt doing this, but I'm just going to trust God. And, but they thanked me. They wouldn't pray to receive Christ, but they thanked me. Amen. There, there's another person I started, after I started having a little bit of experience, some friends of mine I wanted to share the gospel with uh, in, 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 uh, in Broken Arrow. Actually, I was still in Oklahoma City at that time. 
And I said to a friend, I want to invite them over and share the gospel. They need to know Jesus. They need to know the love of God. My friend said, oh, I wouldn't do that. They'll, they'll ridicule you. They'll make fun of you. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. They need to know Jesus. They're going to hell. God loves them. God wants to save them. And the, and the power of the gospel can work. And so I invited them over. And, uh, you know, about 10 minutes into my spew that I was going to talk the husband lays back and closes his eyes and says, okay, they don't want to hear this. But you know, I didn't care. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Amen. Because the power of God will work. And you know, I'm not moved by what I see. They're, they're behaving that way. But the power of the gospel went in them. Amen. I remember one time we preached the gospel in a village. And uh, we had a team. We went out there and let the team do the preaching. And they gave an altar call. Nobody got saved. And I said, this can't be. So I got up and preached the gospel again. Because <laughs> people got to get saved. And so I preached the gospel again. Gave an altar call. Poured my heart out. Nobody come forward. And I was confused. I said, that's never happened before, God. Every time, every time, every time, people are saved and healed. And so what happened? I'm praying about it. And... and uh, a couple of days later, the pastor that we were working with called me up. So I just wanted you to know, uh, yesterday, seven people in that meeting contacted me and asked me to come, asked, asked the pastor to go back and pray with them to receive Christ. The, gospel, the, God, the power of the gospel was at work. Amen. Amen. But before the power of the gospel will go to work, you've got to have the work of faith and the labor of love. You've got to preach it. Amen. And then it says here in verse 3, and, and, and the hope, and the patience of hope. Yeah. Amen. You know, you've got to be patient with this world. You've got to be patient with people in this world. You've got to be patient when they're attacking you and criticizing you and persecuting you. You've got to be patient. But you're not just patient, you're patient in hope. Yes, amen. And hope is a confident expectation that God is going to do something good. Amen. And things can change. Whatever it is, it's subject to change. And, and so that's why Paul is thanking God for the Thessalonians. They were moving forward. They weren't going to let the circumstances, they weren't going to let the persecution, all the bad things, all what the, that the devil was doing, stop them. Amen. Their focus was on Jesus. If you look in chapter 2 and verse 13 real quick, you'll see... Uh, You'll see this, that, 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 that they, they were suffering persecution. It says, second, uh, chapter 2, verse 13, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is, the, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So their hearts were open, they were receptive, the power of the word could work inside of them, and it worked in them so much so that they're out there with their work, of faith and labor of love and, and patience of hope, spreading the gospel. But then in verse four, 14, For you, brethren, became imitators of the church of God, which are in Judea, in Christ Jesus. For you also suffered the same things from your own countrymen, just as they did from the Judeans. They're talking about persecution here. Just like we suffered persecution from our folks, you're suffering persecution from your people. And so they were experiencing persecution, but they weren't allowing it to stop them. And then if you go back to chapter 1, like I, 
Uh oh, Nakap, that's Pasatai. Starting to speak, getting ready to switch over to Thai language here. <laughs> I've done it more than once. <laughs> Somebody looked at me and says, uh, Do you know what you're doing? Said, you're speaking a different language. Oh, okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so in verse 6, in chapter 1, let's go back to, I'm sorry, let's go back to verse, uh, verse 4. Knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. They knew they were chosen of God. They knew they were on this earth for a purpose. They knew they were saved for a purpose. There's, there's a, God had a purpose for their lives. And part of that purpose was the Great Commission. To continue the works of Jesus in this earth. To be the church. And then in verse 5. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. Verse 6. Here's, here's more reasons why Paul was giving thanks. Verse 6. And you became followers, followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. So they received the word in much affliction. They got saved. And born again in difficult situations. Amen. It didn't stop them. And it obviously didn't stop Paul and his team. As we continue to read, it says that they in much affliction with joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank God. Doesn't matter what the devil is doing, how much the devil is attacking, trying to stop them from preaching the gospel, spreading the, expanding the kingdom of God. They had joy. In the midst of all the affliction. It wasn't joy that comes from the circumstances or the world. It was joy from the Holy Spirit within them. Amen. And I can tell you, when you are serving God and God's working through you and His love's flowing through you, His power, His grace, His mercy's flowing through you, His life is flowing through you, rivers of living water are flowing out from you to others and people are being touched and changed, transformed, saved, healed, you're going to be a happy camper. Amen. That's right. There's going to be joy. Amen. Doesn't matter what the devil's doing. And then it goes on to say, so that, verse 7, so that you became examples to all in Macedonia and uh, Achaia who believe. Became examples to the surrounding areas. Amen. People are hearing about them. Things are happening. The word's spreading. Verse 8, for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place where your faith toward God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. Amen. In the midst of difficult situations, in the midst of greater persecution than we have here, their faith spread so far. Everybody knew. The word went out from them. Amen. And so my, my, my purpose tonight is to encourage you that it looks like things are, going, are bad and getting worse and worse and worse. Sometimes it looks like the devil's getting a foothold. Sometimes it looks like the devil's winning or taking over and things are getting worse. Don't you believe it? Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter what the situation is. In the midst of all that was happening in, with the Thessalonians, the power of the gospel is going forth. And people are being saved. Amen. They got a revelation. They walked in the reality of 1 John 4, 4. 
Amen. You've overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. And that greater one is in you. He's in your spirit man. For that reason, you have to maintain a strong spirit, especially in the times we live in today. You must maintain a strong spirit. You know, and you know the scriptures in Luke chapter 1, verse 80, verse 80, it talks about John the Baptist became strong in spirit. Luke chapter 2, verse 40, it talks about Jesus became strong in spirit. Well, if you can become strong in spirit, you can become weak in spirit. And so we must maintain a strong spirit. Because it's out of the spirit man that we believe. It's with the heart that one believes. The rivers of living water flow out of our spirit. We respond in faith. Faith is of the spirit. When you keep the spirit man strong, you can do James 1, 2. Count it all joy when you face various trials. Knowing that, that the testing of your faith, you respond in faith. You keep your joy because your spirit man's strong on the inside. You know that no matter what, God's on your side. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Therefore, we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Amen. If God be for me, who could be against me? Amen. And you respond in that faith. We're living in a time we have to maintain a strong spirit. And the way you get, there's three simple things you can do to maintain a strong spirit. Spend time in the Word of God. The Word of God is food for your spirit. If you don't feed your body, your body becomes weak. If you don't feed your spirit, your spirit becomes weak. Jesus said, for man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It's the Word of God, the power in the Word of God, working inside us that enables us to live the life that God has for us. Everybody's going to live, whether they have the Word of God or not, a natural life. So Jesus isn't talking about just living a natural life. He's talking about living the life God has for us. Yes, amen. amen. And part of that life includes the blessings of God, but also the, our service unto God. Staying strong. Being bold. The difficult times. Have to maintain a strong spirit by feeding our spirit on the Word of God. Second thing we can do is simply pray. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 14, Paul prayed for the church that, 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 that God would strengthen them by his might in their inner man. Amen. That's a, Paul, that's a prayer that came from the Holy Spirit. And so it's a prayer that God will answer. And you can pray that for yourself. You can pray it for others. Amen. Father, I thank you that you strengthen my spirit man by your power on the inside. Amen. Third thing you can do is pray in tongues every day. Pray in tongues throughout the day. Amen. It's amazing what happens when we really pray in tongues. Amen. And I uh, can't tell you how many times I've received direction, answers, wisdom as I'm praying in tongues. We don't have time to get into all that, but <clears throat> pray in tongues. In Jude 1.20, it says, building yourself up. Yourself is the spirit man on the inside. Building yourself up in your most holy faith, yes. praying in the Spirit. Yes, right. Praying in other tongues. Yes. So you see that praying in tongues, faith, and your spirit man are all connected right there. Yes, 
Amen. And so we pray in tongues. And so remember, the devil's not going to take a break. He, he's going to keep working. And so don't be moved by that. Don't be surprised by that. Don't be shocked by that. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Word. And uh, remember, you've overcome them. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. Amen. That means whatever God calls you to do, you can do. Amen. Amen. And he's called us to preach the gospel, to be a witness. He's given us power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit to be a witness. And to be a witness isn't just telling somebody about Jesus. But the, Jesus said, the works that I do bear witness of me. The miracles, the signs, and wonders. Expect God to show it to to show Himself strong. Expect God's power to flow through you. Be a witness. Witness provides evidence. Amen. Amen. Let the power of God work through you. And the more you pray in tongues, the more you stay filled with the Word. Amen. The more that power will flow through you. Amen. Father, we thank you for your Word tonight. We thank you for the folks here tonight. Father, we just pray that you take this Word and continue to minister this truth to us and encourage us and stir us and challenge us to step out in boldness and faith, not in our strength, but in yours. The power of the Holy Spirit, Father God, to represent you in a dark world, to be a bright and shining light in a dark world. We thank you, Father God, that when we show up, the light shows up and the darkness bows. People see. Eyes are opened. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for allowing us to come tonight and share the Word of God. And uh, we appreciate all of you so much. And thank you for partnering together with us. And let's, let's continue to reach the world for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. Great Word. Great things. Praise God. Great things. Glory to God. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to receive an offering tonight. We're only going to do one. We're going to all give it to uh, Brother Keith there. So we're going to be, you know, giving for guest speakers. So this whole offering is going to go to him. So if you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Or if you know how to do that, which is what I do on Wednesday night. I do my whole phone thing. Hallelujah. And I actually did it down there while he was, uh, uh, you know, wrapping things up there. So I'm ready. Sewing it there. So if you're doing it on there, just, just put guest speaker. Or even if you don't, we know it's on Wednesday night. You're gonna, we're gonna give it all to him. Be a blessing to sow seeds into his ministry. It's good ground. You know, I've been able to, to be there and to see and do. And also, I got to do a Zoom, uh, class with them and, and, and be able to teach. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, teaching there and stuff by Zoom and, uh, you know, look forward to, to actually getting a chance to come back to, you know, he's invited me, not because he hasn't invited because I've turned him down. So, you know, so it'd be nice if we could come and, and be a blessing and, and uh, allow God to be God. Amen. Glory to God. It's always good because, you know, when you're teaching Bible schools, man, you affect tons and tons of people that are going to go out and, and, and affect the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you ready to give? Let's pray over this offering. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you because, Lord, we're able to give and to sow into good ground. We thank you, thank you that uh, uh, 
Keith and, and Sharon, they're, they're good ground to sow into. Hallelujah. We thank you for that, Father. And Lord, we just honor you. And Lord, I thank you for each and every one that purposes in their heart to give, so let them give. Lord, we just thank you for that. We praise you for it. And I just thank you, Father. We call that building paid for all this money to come in because we're believing here, but we know, Father God, hallelujah, you're a great God. There's more than enough to go around all over the world. Lord, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And all of you watching, you know how to give and how to sow too. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. Amen. 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 Hey, the announcements that I have is, uh, guys, we have our men's breakfast this coming uh, uh, Saturday, 8 o'clock. So you guys want to come. You know, it's funny. You know, they wanted to, you know, people, somebody asked if we were going to cancel because of fourth. I said, we never cancel anything because of anything, especially when it comes to eating. <sighs> We've got to eat. Right, Aaron? I mean, come on, man. You got it's breakfast. What's up with that? Come on. Hallelujah. So we're having it. And, uh, of course, uh, this is the second is this coming Sunday. And then 4th of July is on Tuesday. And, man, I'm so thankful for our independence. Thank God for, uh, you know, we, we set ourselves to remind ourselves of, uh, we don't want to get back into tyranny, and that's what it seems like. That's where we're headed. But thank God for the word of God tonight, because it doesn't matter what the devil's doing. Greater is he. God, the church has authority. We have authority. So we've got to stand up and proclaim the truths of the word of God. You know, I, I love what uh, uh, the Michael Imhoff said on Sunday. Just he, He's an evangelist. He's smacking you in the face and yelling at you, you know, and, and he's a teacher, so he's nice and calm and talking and saying, really, you know, you can just see the whole Eastern culture in him and you know he's in all these real sweet but he's telling you the truth about greater is he that's in you hallelujah and i got a great message for sunday so it's going to be good to smack you again so because hopefully you'll wake up we'll get to do the things that god's called us to do and we'll be the church you know amen god's called us to be because it doesn't matter what the enemy's doing because god's called us to do what we we've called us to do and we're going to finish our course amen Let's all stand up. Glory to God. I love you. God loves you. Hallelujah. Be blessed. We'll see you guys all watching. We'll see you on Sunday. You're dismissed. God bless all of you.